much looking ahead to our match at Anfield against Liverpool. It's going to be a very tough match, I think. But at the same time, it's going to go one or two ways. We're either going to perform very well and cause an upset, or we're going to get thrashed, or potentially a draw, a nil-nil, 1-1, something like that. But here's hoping we win. Let's hope we cause an upset. The last time we beat Liverpool was actually um, in 2021, uh, when Mason Mount scored the only goal of the game. That was a good win, if I recall. And I'm just trying to think of other great victories against Liverpool. We've had a few over the years. I mean, my favourite has to be in the FA Cup um, in 97, when we won the FA Cup. Of course, Zola scored, Mark Hughes, and Vialli got two. And uh, yeah, that was one of the best comebacks ever, wasn't it? Because Liverpool were tuning up at half-time. Yeah, I remember watching that as a kid, and that was one of the most magical games I'd ever seen. You know, such a great comeback for Chelsea. Great era as well. Um, yeah, we're playing Liverpool. It's going to be tough. I'm thinking, hmm, what's the reaction going to be? Because everybody knows that Klopp's leaving Liverpool. I'm wondering if they're going to hold a minute silence before the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is it, it's like he's died because it's so over the top um, the press and everyone else he has been a great manager for Liverpool but you'd think there's never been a great manager before and if you're looking at his Premier Leagues he's won one Mourinho won three in half the time yes he didn't win a Champions League that's the only thing you can say with Klopp that he did better than Mourinho was winning the Champions League but Mourinho won three Klopp only won one so yeah you, you know in half the time so I think they are going a bit overboard and when you're looking at the greatest managers in Premier League history where do you rate Klopp for me it's Alex Ferguson it's Guardiola it's Mourinho and then potentially Klopp so he's not even in the top three for me but it's just really funny the way they keep going on about it and they it does feel like somebody's died it's hilarious <laughs> but that being said it wouldn't actually surprise me if they did beat us because the media outpour they're so going to want Liverpool to win aren't they but at the same time maybe it's a bit like when they should have won the league do you remember under Brendan Rodgers and Chelsea stopped them winning the league that's another victory well it wasn't a vic well it was actually it was a victory uh, when we stopped them winning the league but it felt like winning a trophy is what I meant to say and we didn't but we stopped with the winning the league and under Brendan Rodgers you remember it well didn't you when Steven Gerrard slipped that was fantastic Denver Bar scored um, but before the game they were selling t-shirts with Liverpool champions that's how arrogant they were about it and it was all against us I remember I didn't go to the match it must have been amazing to go to I watched it on the TV I think I watched it up the pub or something it was just such a cauldron, wasn't it? And everybody wanted Liverpool to win. Not fans, but the media. Again, they have a love affair with Liverpool, and I personally don't get it because it doesn't reflect what other fans feel up and down the country. But I don't think any other fans love Liverpool. You know, I can't think of any, really, if I'm being honest with you. But that's the same with a lot of clubs, but they make out like... Liverpool are loved universally, which just simply isn't true in terms of rivalry. Not many fans love Liverpool, apart from Liverpool fans. You know, it's the same with Chelsea. It's the same kind of thing, but we don't, not that I'm bothered, but we don't get this sort of special treatment from the media, do we, Chelsea? In fact, I think it's the opposite. But that's another kettle of fish, really. 
But yeah, in terms of the match, what do I think is going to happen? Yeah, it could go either way, like I say. But I'm just really hoping for something out of the ordinary. I hope we just um, pull out a shock result. You know, it's possible. You never know. And another great match I remember was the Champions League game, um, where it was, I believe it was 5-5, or was it 4-4? Either 5-5 or 4-4, and Chelsea got through to the next round, and Frank Lampard scored the penalty, and his mum had just passed away, and he did that celebration, didn't he, for his mum? I thought that was fantastic, and he showed a lot of guts and determination to take that penalty and get Chelsea through to the next round. And what a game that was to be at. I think that was the year after the, um, the ghost goal. I'm sure it was. Or was it later on? That's another match, of course, between Liverpool. And during the Mourinho Benitez days, those games were so intense. They were just, su it was such a great rivalry, wasn't it? And that's why we couldn't believe it when Benitez became our manager. That was, oh, that was like the worst appointment ever. He did all right in the end. Top four won the Europa Cup but I've never experienced such a cauldron of hate as when Rafa Benitez was Chelsea manager I went to the first two home games that were nil-nil and honestly I've never experienced anything like it in the game of football it was it was poisonous you know and I remember seeing all the banners and everything Rafa out and he'd only just been appointed I've never seen that in football before or since so it shows you how much hatred there was between Chelsea and Liverpool and uh, between the Chelsea fans and Rafa Benitez. But he did do well in the end. I don't want him back, obviously, but you have to say, you have to give him some credit, he did do well. The only thing I thought was good, although I didn't like it at the time, but looking back, he said, you've got to stop this because we've got to do a job, you know, singing the anti-Benitez uh, chants and booing and etc. because we've got a job to do. And I think that did actually stop eventually. But that was a crazy season, wasn't it? Because Di Matteo was the manager. And the season before that, we won the Champions League under Di Matteo. He was only going to stay there till the end of the season. But because we won it, they gave him a bit longer. It didn't work out. Although when he got the sack, I don't think we were that bad in the league, really. I think we were only like four or five points off of the top three or something like that and I remember going to the Manchester United game although I can't I think we lost it was Chelsea v Man United but it was a very close game I think we lost 3-1 or something like that it doesn't sound close but they should have had two players sent off and they didn't have either player sent off and I'm sure it's one of those referees that keeps popping up over the years who was very um not very supportive towards Chelsea, let's put it that way. And it was terrible the way he got the sack. I mean, it was like um, shooting Bambi, wasn't it? I mean, such a legend for Chelsea as a player and as a manager. And I love that story of him becoming the, the manager after AVB because he was such a terrible manager and he needed replacing. And Di Matteo did such a wonderful job. And then during that season, every 16 minutes, Chelsea fans would get up and sing one Di Matteo of course for his uh, shirt number so that was fantastic I thought that was a really nice touch and Chelsea fans really remember ex-players they treat them with the respect they deserve and I think every club should do that I'm sure other clubs do but I thought that was a really class thing to do and I'm thinking of um, players who have played for Chelsea and Liverpool of course you've got to talk about Fernando Torres a lot of people say he was a flop but I liked Fernando. He always tried. He did get a fair amount of goals. If you look at some of the flops we've had, nowhere near. 
in my opinion. Like he's miles better than Chris Sutton or Robert Fleck, isn't he? Somebody like that of that ilk. <laughs> miles better. And of course, we're always left with that special moment. And I think every Chelsea fan shouted, he's worth every fucking penny when he scored against uh, Barcelona at the new Camp. I mean, that sealed a win, didn't it, to get through to the semi-final against Benfica and then eventually winning it in Bayern Munich. But that goal, I don't think I've ever gone so crazy as when Fernando Torres scored against Barcelona. That was in 2012. What a moment that was. I'm trying to think of other players, Chelsea, Liverpool, um, probably Ben Ayoun. I think he was only signed because he was Torres's mate. I think he was signed originally, wasn't he, to get Torres to come to Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. That's the only other one I can think of. I'm sure there's many from the past going further back, but in the last 20, 30 years, I can't think of any other. Oh, Daniel Sturridge. Yeah, there you go. That's one, but the other way around. Chelsea fans never really took him. No, because he was a very selfish player. I remember this one match where he could have just tapped it in or he could have squared it so the other player would have scored and he decided to do a stupid trick and it went wide and he was very much like that all the time he wasn't a team player that's why Chelsea fans never really took to Daniel Sturridge of course he did well at Liverpool he did much better at Liverpool but of course it's equally as funny that we stopped them winning the league and he was in their team so yeah but yeah I don't think Chelsea fans ever really took to Daniel Sturridge I like talking about the past in these podcasts, probably because I prefer it than the present, if I'm honest. Although we are on the up. You can't say we're not. We've been playing better recently. Um, I went to the cup game, of course. I set up in the West View. Yeah, that's very high up, isn't it? About eight flights of stairs. It's a good experience, though. You saw a lot of the uh, formations on the pitch. So from that respect, it was different, you know. But I do much prefer my ticket at Stamford Bridge, the West stand low it's probably because it's what i'm used to but you're closer to the atmosphere and you're very close to the matthew harding stand i mean you're close you get a closer view is what i mean and you get the atmosphere because you're quite near the matthew harding stand i'm not saying the atmosphere was terrible though it wasn't terrible it was much better than i thought it would be actually i was thinking oh my god you're not going to be able to sing people are going to tell you to sit down because i was there in a padded seat you know i've done that before though i've done that with the press and stuff and you know it's not as bad as you think but i do prefer my seat if i'm being honest with you and then we're going to be playing wolves i thought that was one of the best moments of last season when we played wolves at stanford bridge i know it wasn't a great season but when diego costa played against us and he went off injured didn't he and he did a lap of honor around the pitch half of the pitch didn't he that was one of my favorite moments of the season because he got the respect that he was due because he never got to say goodbye to the Chelsea fans it was a very strange time wasn't it because he was such a great player for us he's our last great striker we haven't had a great striker since Diego Costa and we just got rid of him I've I heard rumors when I was at one of these media things from the spy, you know, the spy from Chelsea. I overheard him talking and he said apparently Conti was promised Lukaku. And of course, that was a disaster when he did eventually sign for Chelsea. But And that's one of the reasons why he wanted to get rid of Costa, which I think is completely mad because Costa was such a beast, wasn't he? What a player for Chelsea. And once you get a great striker... 
You have to keep them. I think they should have just sat Conti then. I know he did well. He did win the league. He did win the FA Cup. It was actually the day before the FA Cup final. It was the Chelsea Legends match. That was when Ray, Wilkin, Ray Wilkins had passed away. And then oh, that was a great weekend because I went to that Chelsea Legends match on the Friday. And then I went to the cup final on the Saturday. That cup final was good because we weren't expecting to win. We won 1-0. Hazard scored. It wasn't a great game, but he scored a penalty. But Conti the next season was awful. He was truly awful. Honestly, he was not the same man. He was so great in his first season. He was happy. He was up and down that touchline money. And he was like the conductor. He was brilliant first season. But second season, totally different man for me. And it all stems from getting rid of Costa. That's where it went wrong for him. As soon as he did that, we didn't have a, a focal point, did we? And it just didn't work. Um... But Conti did well in his first season. I have to say that's one of my favourite seasons because the season before that, under Mourinho, we finished mid-table, didn't we? <clears throat> Not a very good season. season before that, we won the league. But he did, in that season, of course, he brought in the wing-backs, Victor Moses and Alonso. And then the season totally changed. We lost away to somebody, didn't, didn't we? Was it Arsenal away we lost to? And then he changed the system and everything clicked. And we got David Luiz back. And we had Cesc Fabregas, of course, and Diego Costa. I mean, what a partnership, them two. Fabregas to set up the goals and Costa to bang them in. Fantastic. I remember seeing Costa's first match for Chelsea. And it was actually a friendly. And he scored in that friendly. And you're thinking, what a player. Straight away, first game for Chelsea, bang, goal. You knew he was a quality player. And as I say, we've really missed that. We haven't had a great striker since Costa. Jackson, is he ever going to be that class? I can't see it. I'm hoping so. I'm trying to give the youth a bit more faith. Um, it's, it's difficult, though, because I think the policy is a bit flawed. I think you need youth and experience, as I keep barking on about. But I don't think they're going to change it anytime soon, are they? Apparently Benzema was available, um, but Chelsea didn't fancy it. Although the wages were astronomical, to be fair, half a million a week. That's a hell of a lot of money, isn't it? Although he could have helped us till the end of the season, potentially. I get that argument. Um, but why do we have to sign somebody that old? We could sign somebody 26 or 28, you know, not 30-something. Um, that would be old in this Chelsea team. So, But we will need more experience. When Thiago Silva leaves at the back, we're not going to have anybody, really. We're going to have Chilwell. And we're going to have Rhys James, aren't we? They're the experienced players, really. But apart from that, no, we're not going to have any experience. So we're really going to need to change that, I think, if we want to move forward and progress as a group, as they say. I know it's all based around youth, but I don't believe you can just have a manager and then he teaches them everything. They don't learn from other pros and then they're a great team. I haven't seen any examples of that in football, really. Um Maybe they're thinking of the Barcelona team under Pep Guardiola, but they did still have some very quality players. Although Guardiola got rid of a lot of those quality players back then, like um, Ronaldinho. I mean, can you imagine that if you had a player like Ronaldinho? Because he doesn't fit in with the system, you get rid of him. I mean, turned out to be the right decision, but he's still one of the best players I've seen play against Chelsea, Ronaldinho. I went to that match where he scored the outside of his boot, do you remember, in the Champions League? What a match. I went to the home match as well. Um, yeah, that was funny. We lost 2-1, but 
But then in the end, we got through 4-2 in the return leg. Mourinho and Lampard came running on the pitch. That was brilliant. But he scored this wonder goal against us um, when it was 4-2. John Terry got that great header as well. That away trip to Barcelona, though, that was funny. I think I said before how um, in the market... All the Chelsea fans were buying celery because, of course, you know the song Celery. Yeah, funny. Funny when you look back at things like that, isn't it? And I remember doing the stadium tour there. It's probably a lot better now, but you saw all their trophies and you were in awe of it because Chelsea, we'd won lots of cups, but we'd never won the Champions League or, or the Domestic League. I mean, we did in 55, but I mean, in more recent years. So to see all those trophies was amazing. And it was quite funny on the tour you could go outside and look in the stadium i mean oh it was unbelievable how big this stadium is watching a match there different class i'll tell you about that in a minute um but the player who scored against chelsea on the night he'd never played for real madrid uh, sorry barcelona again i don't think his name was maxi lopez he was blonde he had blonde hair like down to there and one of my dad's mates shouted you big girl or something like that because he missed like a couple of chances when he was training and then he scored against us i mean that's just hilarious isn't it but actually going to the new camp we lost 2-1 they acted like oh chelsea were out we got through but the match itself wow amazing one of the best atmospheres football atmospheres i've ever been to um this was um just such an amazing experience because i was actually sat with the barcelona fans me and my dad and other Chelsea fans, although you didn't know. But when we scored, everybody jumped up, of course. Funny story about that is I was only young then and my dad was like, whatever happens, son, don't get up if Chelsea score. And of course, my dad got up and lots of other people got up. And then I got up eventually as well, like a delayed reaction. Um, but they didn't chuck us out. You know, at Stamford Bridge, if you do that, you get chucked out. But I remember at the beginning of the match, they sung this song, Passa. Uh, or whatever it is they sing at the beginning, and wow, 100,000 people nearly singing this song. That was awesome. But for many days, uh, we couldn't get tickets. We had to get a ticket off of one of the locals. You know, we couldn't get tickets with the club. And we eventually got tickets, I think, off of these students, but it worked out well for us, you know. Uh, we had a very good experience, and it was a lovely period, that period, of course. We, we were winning all the time under Mourinho, but all the fans going. It was sort of like, yes, we've arrived. 